everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Successor, a comedy video game design podcast where we take your horrible, vid- nasty video game ideas and turn them into the next AAA video game titles. I'm one of your hosts. This is my buddy, AJ Hart, my best friend, my best pal. AJ, do you think about, you know how you have to have abs to uh, in certain movies, but to get abs, you must dehydrate yourself? The fact I that Jason like, Momoa... No, stop. You can't toss it to me and then not give me a chance to talk. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. We have to do a back and forth. This is how the show operates. You have to... De- yes, 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 yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do I ever, do I ever think about that? No, yes. because I'm very acutely aware that the more time goes on, the more I look like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Which is becoming more and more like the desired image. So it's working out in your My favor. tummy gets bigger. My arm <laughs> Arms and legs get shorter, and Infus- I continue to spend more and more time inside becoming paler, but I'm such a happy little guy, and if you poke my tummy, I would also giggle. That's, In a that's lot adorable, of ways, actually. I am the Pillsbury Doughboy, man. <laughs> okay, adorable, adorable. But, okay, the point I want to make, the point I want to make, God, that's such a funny image of, I, next time I see you, I'm going to poke you in the gut, and you better Please don't poke my tummy. I'm going to poke don't. your, you can't just toss it to me like that and not tell, and say, don't poke me in the tummy. Be like, oh, that all right, then that defeats the purpose. You can't call yourself only, Pillsbury Doughboy. You're, boy. you're only allowed to poke me in the tummy and make me giggle like the Pillsbury Doughboy if you give me a croissant. Okay, I could do that. Deal? Yeah, yeah, because he that only ha- yeah, because like he only gets it would only right after the experience. Put, right after like the the cooker puts it in the oven and they bake it. But the thing I'm getting at is, is and I know you and I were talking about Jason Momoa bods and before the podcast, and we're like, that's the look Bod's I'm going singular. For. He doesn't have more than one. He's just no, got the one bod. He has multiple phases of bods. I do. I, it is bods because we're talking about him on set versus what he wants to be in real life. And I just thought about this to be as abbed out as he was on the set of. Aquaman, how dehydrated do you think he had to be, and how ironic is it that he was playing a guy that is all about the power of water, yet he himself is exhibiting Aquaman's greatest uh, what's it called weakness of being dehydrated? Isn't that doesn't that fucking qu- blow your mind? Aquaman should be a doughboy dad. That's the ultimate sign. Fucked up. It is kind of fucked up. How dehydrated well, you know must what? have that oh, man been? I know why this is. I know how this happened. This is actually yeah. very in canon and universe. It's because it's obviously because he's only half fish man. And so they, he doesn't drink any water and he's surrounded <laughs> by seawater. That's why the other guy was so mad at him. hydrated. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, oh, he gets to be buff and live? Fucking stupid. <laughs> That's why the yeah, wars got started. Hydra- Aquaman was like he's he's all dehydrated and showing his cool abs because he can't drink the seawater, and the bad guy's not abbed out because he does get to drink seawater. I don't and it's think super fine they drink him. the seawater, AJ. I think they just live in it. I don't think they drink then it, what do, man. Hey, okay, then what do fish drink, idiot? They, br- <laughs> I have an answer for this, AJ. How do you think gills work? I don't they, know. They let water go through them, and they get the oxygen from it. They don't drink the water, dude. They just suck it in, and drink? it goes out. They don't drink. They don't drink water. No, they just take in all of the stuff they need through their skin. If they were drinking, weird. if they drank water every time they gulped, uh, they just they, where would all that water go? Where would it go, AJ? They. Pee it out. Yeah, it does really <laughs> seem silly now that I think about it, huh? As I said in the intro, AJ and I welcome you to Spiritual Successor. We are a comedy video game design podcast taking the best and most t- uh, important gaming news and turning it into video game title. I mean, that's not really what we do. We're we don't do, like a wait, do you have video podcast. game news today? 
I, uh, the only video game news I have is that I'm like, I have water on the mind, weirdly. I've been playing a lot of Subnautica, and that game's old as shit, but like, God, it's becoming it one of my old. favorite games. It's becoming one of my favorite games of all time, and I'm so happy I jumped into it. It's, <gasps> it, oh, you, you gave a, <gasps> like, you have something I to just say. remembered that I lied to you during the pre-show meeting. I yes. do have a video game that I've been playing lately, but you can talk about Subnautica a little bit first. Uh, the, the only thing I was going to say is, like, if you like uh, horror games that are all about atmosphere... Uh, that's the game to play. It's not a horror game. It doesn't say anything about it being a horror game on the tin, but there's it is a fear that is so unlike anything else I've like any I've felt in like any other horror in any horror game because it's scary because it's naturally scary. Um, Are you not afraid scary. of the open ocean, Blake? I'm I'm terrified of the open ocean. I'm that I w- it. some of my favorite horror fiction takes place in the ocean. Um, or ocean affiliated things like I love lighthouses. It's a, it's an ocean affiliated thing, right? Um, but just there's something just so fucking scary about like being surrounded by open ocean and darkness, especially like as you get towards the lower levels of like the reefs and just where things like light just doesn't make it. And there's just things that don't that just just look fucked up down there, and it, it's absolutely terrifying. Um, I but was it's... never really afraid of the open ocean until I went snorkeling once. And, like, you get to see a lot of fish underneath you when you're snorkeling, and you see all sorts of land down there. But mm-hmm. you also become acutely aware of how much you can't see. Like, you just would have <laughs> yeah. no way of knowing if something was coming up behind you. And yeah. that was when I became aware of how you could become so afraid of the ocean. Because, yeah. man, you're really yeah. just out there, and we are not <laughs> equipped as human beings no. to move in any we direction are, if need we are... be. At the fucking mercy of things that would we, it, it's one of those things of like if we encountered something on land, we could probably beat it up. If I met a shark on land, I could kick its ass. Oh, I would it, destroy the biggest, a shark on the land. Bi- the biggest fucking great white shark. I'm sure I can kick their butt on land. But if I'm in the ocean, the I, smallest it could kick great white ass. shark would destroy me. Yeah, in the small, the smallest thing could fuck you up. Like it's terrifying. It it wild, and that's what Subnautica plays into for me. And great experience. If you haven't played it, uh, like me, you're one of the people that have never touched it all the years it's been around. Definitely play it. But what have you been playing, AJ? I've been playing Neon White, which is the new <gasps> little that's action right. shooter that I originally saw as part of like a Nintendo Direct, but I purchased it on uh, PC because I figured. Well, this seems like a good enough game to play on with a mouse and keyboard because I've never done a mouse and keyboard shooter before, mm-hmm. and it's a wild game. So it's not like a shooter, tri- like a traditional shooter, and it's level based, but the levels are really short. Like the game expects you to be able to finish every level within like forty five seconds, and this is because what the game actually is is a little speed run simulator mm-hmm. because your mm-hmm. goal is to take every one of those levels that maybe will take forty five seconds on your first run. And shorten that run down to 20 seconds. And you're immediately going to run through that level and say, okay, where's a shortcut that I could have found in this level? And you'll run through it again looking for a shortcut. And maybe you'll find that shortcut and you'll say, no, it's I'm not quite getting the time I want even with the shortcut. What corners can I cut even past this shortcut? What enemies can I shoot at while I'm running right past them? Mm-hmm, what ways mm-hmm. can I not worry about an enemy whatsoever and just like throw a shot randomly, kill a bunch, and then make my turn earlier? Oh, it is so a it, fascinating little refining, game of you constantly refining, refining. trying to refine your run. Yes. <laughs> Excuse me. 
I'm sorry. Um, it's one of the, it's kind of like a trials game where when you start it up, you'll get to see all of your friends that have played it and all the scores yes. that they got for every level. But on this but game, it's because shooter. it's run based and you get game. to run through it every single time, you be like, oh, okay, let me just run through this really quick and try to beat my friend's score. It is a very, very addicting game. I like it. I mean, I remember there's one, also you were some like some of it to me, and I and I, I was I, streaming some of it to the group chat. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, like aesthetically, I'm I'm very into it, and like all the characters, and I also have a huge crush on the wolf lady because like I you jumped, I jumped into the stream right when she had her mask off, and I was like <gasps> my heart. And then I, I I don't know if she's really mean based off of her mask. I'm assuming she's kind of like a a, a feisty she's, a feisty. She likes character. watching the main character sweat, so she'll like purposefully flirt with him and say suggestive things to get him all hot and bothered, which is that kind of fun. My and I will woman. admit is a more interesting character than the other girl, which is just, like, short, cutesy, big boobed, I like big bunnies boob. and guts. And, like, oh. I've seen... We've, we've seen that archetype yeah, seen a that million character. times by yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, it's nothing nothing really all that new. So what is the thing that draws you into Neon White? Honestly, like? the gameplay. I don't think that the visual novel has been particularly engaging for me. I liked one character a lot, but that's just because I'm a sucker for, like, the bro best friend archetype. Oh. And they had a fun little thing near the middle of it where he was like, Neon White, your character was talking to somebody else about Yellow. And he's like, yeah, it's just like... That guy is so stupid and fun, and I kind of like his vibes. And somebody else was like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know he's like a crazy mastermind, right? He's only acting like that because you don't have your memory. And that oh. was a really cool little plot point to be like, what is going on Whoa. here? Okay, that's pretty cool. I don't know where that's going to go in the later half of the game, but that plot point was really cool and did that's make him wild. immediately jump up even higher on my list of people yeah. I like spending time with. What a cool thing I don't think I've seen played around with of like the character who's the dude bro but is secretly a master mastermind like yeah, I've, i haven't I've, seen that I've before seen, yeah i've seen like friends it's like hey i'm your close friend but now nah, i'm gonna betray you now but i've never seen like that dude yeah, bro Prompto like final fantasy 15 was not a criminal mastermind he was a dude with a gun and a photo camera <laughs> and trauma uh <laughs> if i and a little bit of trauma in his in his, D in his dlc wasn't it like all of like his training and like his how he was dlc came out of left field dude yeah. it's weird but especially that was... as somebody that would have watched the anime because i don't know how that works mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Strange, uh, strange we could we could start a whole final fantasy 15 podcast but we don't need to get into that today i like i i'm, I'm into it i want to start a final fantasy podcast where i know nothing about final fantasy We'll talk uh, about another leave, time. Leave How about comments, today we talk about video games that were submitted to us by our audience? Sure, I'm down. Do you want to give the first game submission? Do you want to you want to break us in? You're gonna let me break us in today? Yeah, I broke us in last time. I'm not sure if I did, but I'm saying I did. All right. Well, this comes from Reddit user Chicken Routine. Telltale's making a comeback, baby, and their next game is a crossover between Blake and AJ's respective favorite non-video game franchises. Hmm. Can I throw now, one curveball at this? I feel like. Of course you can. I feel like you and I have, and, and no disrespect to Chicken Routine, I feel like you and I have done 
so many combinations of our We've favorite We've done a lot things. of crossovers before, yeah. I, I'm down for another crossover. I just, I want to, the one stink I want to throw on this is you and I need to take our least favorite franchises in the world, non-video game franchises in the world, and we need to make that interesting. It's so, you and so I gotta, much harder for me to remember my least favorite things. You know I have a horrible brain condition where if I learn anything I don't like, I delete it from my memory. <laughs> you just get rid of it. God, that what a healthy mindset. I Like, legitimately, it's just like... No, nah, if this doesn't benefit my life, I'm not just going to give it any fucking airtime. Screw that. It sounds um, it sounds great until you're me and you continue to try to eat quinoa because you forget what it tastes like because you know you don't like it. But what if you like it this time? I don't remember what it tastes like. Let me try quinoa. <laughs> and it's shitty. And it's bad every time. I, I can't, but I can't describe, to you, I can't describe to you the flavor quinoa. of quinoa. What and so quinoa? I know that the next time quinoa is offered to me, I will say, I don't remember how it tastes. Maybe I do like it now, actually. And I'll try it again. Even though I know I don't like it, I know I won't like it, but I have to try it because I don't remember what it tastes like. I have that same, like, reaction to two different things, and it's eggnog. (laughs) I kind of fucking hate eggnog anytime I drink it, but I'm always like, I love milky beverages. I'm a huge fan of them. So oh, like every I, have, I, I actually have your trick. I have the trick because I know what made me start in liking it, rubbing it. Well, a little, a little like... bit of a little bit of booze, to, of course, helps the medicine go down. No, uh-huh. uh, get low fat eggnog. Oh, you think it'll be less? I'm rich not joking. Low fat, be like... low fat eggnog is way better. Is it what's better about it? Is it because it's just like less? It's rich less rich. And... Yeah, oh. it, it, I've also heard of people diluting their eggnog with a little bit of milk, but I think low-fat eggnog does the same trick. Okay, okay. You know what? I'm gonna try that. All right, let's see if you have a a, a low-fat alternative to the next thing I hate. Uh, but I keep forgetting that I hate it and uh, candy corn. Like I always, I'm a I'm a Halloween bitch, and like con- candy corn is like the staple of Halloween. And I always think, like, maybe this year I'll like it. Maybe this maybe year. Maybe this I'll like year. It. This maybe is the year this, you like candy corn. Maybe this year this delicious looking, colorful treat will go onto my palate and I'll have a good time. I never have a good time, AJ. And I keep forgetting because I'm like, uh, never doing that again. And then a year goes by and it's like, well, guess I'll try it again. I've, I've kind of, it has to be good, right? Everybody talks about how much they love it, but I don't. <laughs> Okay, I know what my least favorite franchise is, and it's going to make some people angry. Okay, your least favorite – it has to be your least favorite non-video game franchise. Yeah, like my least favorite non-video game franchise. <sighs> okay, f- oh, God, I am I, – I need a second No, I want to be clear. My least favorite franchise is not a deep pull, and I will probably also defend it as soon as I, it leaves my mouth because I don't like spreading negativity. Okay, okay, okay. I know mine, my favorite, my least favorite. Uh, I, I, yeah, I know my least favorite. Yeah, go ahead, All hit right. me with it. Do it. Three, two, one, or do you just want me to give give say, mine first? Say yours, and then I'll say mine. And okay, I won't react to yours after you say it. I'll- Minus Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say Star Wars as well. <laughs> Were you really? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, now I need to defend Wars, it. I don't think that Star Wars is indefensible. I think that there are things within the Star Wars franchise that are probably worth watching. Uh-huh. Here's the problem. Is that the longer Star Wars has gone on, the less fun it has become. And I uh-huh. can't think of anything more exemplifying of that than the second season of The Mandalorian. Where, like, 
we had a really cool Mandalorian season because they said, what if it wasn't just imperialistic propaganda about mm-hmm. like perfect bloodlines? And then Mandalorian season two said, yeah, but what if the imperialistic nature of perfect bloodlines was important and Luke Skywalker trained Grogu? Yeah. And that sucked shit. Yeah, but it's Luke Skywalker. He's the fucking coolest Jedi, bro. Luke Skywalker can eat my nards. (laughs) But he's from the original trilogy, bro. You just don't get the lore. You don't get the lore because you didn't read the books that nobody else fucking read, but I did. And again... Like and here's the thing is I watched Fucking. the like there was the Star Wars animated thing that came out recently on Disney uh Disney That's Plus where right. it was just like Disney a bunch Visions? of little anthology Star animations. Star Wars Visions or something. The Star Wars Visions ruled because it was a bunch of animation studios saying, What if Star Wars was fun? And yeah. that ripped. If we got Star Wars like that, it probably wouldn't be my least favorite it's, franchise. But the longer record, Star Wars yeah. continues to go on, the less fun I personally have with it. I don't think that's the problem. I think what right, what's is your it? problem with Star Wars? I, I and then we can fix it with Telltale. Yeah. I don't think that's the problem because the very fact that Mandalorian Season 1 exists and Star Wars Vision exists. It's not that it's the same, that the fact that it's gone on so long is that makes it um, flawed. It's that I think eh, all of the stuff that has been approached in the same way as the originals is what makes it flawed. Every time they've broken from that concept or from those formulas, they've made very impactful, very very cool and very successful stories. Um, it like the, I think the fact that Star Wars Visions worked out is because you had a completely different culture with a completely different background, completely different influences um, come at this existing property and bring all of those background influences into this media. Like anime is a completely different beast than American animation. So that's, I think, what made it so like fresh and interesting to people. Um, My other hot Star Wars take is that Solo was the best Star Wars movie. <laughs> what? Really? Oh, yeah, you're just pissing off I a like lot sp- of people this time. Ah, I, I, I like I like I space it. westerns, and Solo is a very good space western. Does oh, it? Dude. Does it in the grand scheme of the world make Han Solo less impressive as a character? Yes, absolutely. It's still a good movie. I think Han Solo is a boring character. I'll say it. I'm not a big fan All of space right. westerns. I think they're kind of. It's just fucking westerns in space. Like, it, how yeah, different baby, is it? How different is it? It's just, it, Cowboy Bebop did it, and they did it well, and it was good. Now let's fucking move on. I don't need any more. so did Firefly. Give me something new. Yeah, both two great shows. Two things that did it already. Let's move on with our lives. I don't need this shit. <laughs> no more space westerns. No more space westerns. They're like, there's a we reason they stopped doing westerns in the 70s and started doing <laughs> space westerns. It's because re- just westerns were dying and dead. I, I'm I'm joking. I do enjoy a good space western, but for okay, the walls, okay. So we're doing be... a Telltale game where we cross over Star Wars with Star Wars. Okay, let me give you my my second least favorite uh, franchise okay. of all time. Do you ever heard of Circle K? The land. No, of what is just... Circle K? So Circle K is off-brand Seven Eleven, and they fucking know it, and they're trying everything they can to make themselves different than Seven Eleven. But bitch, I see behind you, and I see it. They do okay. So Circle K. Okay. They're, hey, that's a convenience store company, not it's a, a fr- franchise. No, but franchise establishment. We're not counting franchises like McDonald's or Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> you said franchise, so that's what I. Th- <laughs> you said franchises. That's what I was thinking. It was like, okay, cool. Let's let's combine. Let's- <laughs> 
Blake Rea, your brain is so fucking big and wrinkled and fucked up. I love it so much. Your brain is wrinkled, but in the way that you're like... You know how like your like the wrinkles in someone's brains are like folds, and we think of it as like fun little like wrinkles, like a raisin. Uh-huh. Your brain has wrinkles in the way that like dough is folded up. It's so <laughs> layers fucked up upon in there. layers upon layers. I'm like a it's fine layers I'm... of weird grooves that <laughs> smear around. Yes, a telltale friend, a telltale crossover between Circle K and Star Wars. So this is okay. The Hold first on, is- wait a minute, because as I understand it, Circle K is a gas station. Not that I know of. It's just like everyone I've seen is a convenience store. Um, but they're weird convenience stores because they also sell like local shit. It's bizarre. It's so so. It's like if I I looked up Circle K and the first thing that comes up on their website is save ten cents on every gallon. Now I need to to be very careful because I feel like crossing over a gas company and Star Wars is just how we end up with Dune. <laughs> no, okay. I was I was gonna go more of like because I I never cared for the original movie and I guess it's getting a reboot. You ever watch Clerks? The one movie that a bunch of uh, that both stoners and film snobs equally fawn over in in their own ways. Um, I was thinking uh, the Kevin what Smith if, film. Yeah, the Kevin Smith film that everybody says is an amazing masterpiece of film. It's not, but it, I haven't seen it. It's it's just two dudes hanging out at a fucking Circle K, just doing jack shit, and that's it. And that spawned so many movies. Actually, Mall Rats is pretty good. I I will give them that. It's been a while since I've seen it, so I, can't, I don't know how good it is, but I remember enjoying it as a youth. Um, I'm picturing it's like what we've done all these amazing big ass stories about the big players in the Star Wars universe. What fuck? Even the Mandalorian is like is helping out the Last Jedi. That's an important freaking role. I want to go down and dirty. Role. I well, what if da- we did the Star Wars versions of Clerks in a Telltale game? <laughs> Now you're talking. Now you're talking. And guess what? Just so we get all those fucking Star Wars fanboys that are going to toxic all over this game. we The people that come to the Circle K are notable Star Wars characters. And we just get to see. What do you think Han Solo buys when he enters a convenience store? What do you think uh, Princess Leia buys or avoids boop, buying boop, boop, or boop, treats boop, themselves? Boop, boop. Mountain Dew alert. Sorry. We did the thing again where we accidentally come across a horrifying discovery while looking at the internet. Hey, did you know that Circle K has a very specific and unique flavor of Mountain Dew now no, apparently? No, that doesn't surprise Taste me. Taste the open that. road. Purple Thunder only at Circle K. No. Mountain. Okay, hold on. That's a we lie. Have a, we no, have that's a, a lie. Blackberry, can... blueberry, Mountain Yo, Dew. fuck. I haven't had purple thunder no it's not purple thunder which one am i thinking of the there's a there used to be is it uh, infinite black or mountain dew black oh god this is gonna bother me this is there was a there was like a mountain dew that i would drink when i was playing house of the dead and it was like purple ah god what is it it's like great news i can find mountain dew purple thunder near me yeah, no, it's just, it's because there's a Circle K near you. Because there's a Circle void? K near me. Uh, is it, uh, Voodoo? Are you trying no. to find the Black Mountain Dew that you drank before? No. It was Blackout, my king. Was it Blackout? Oh my god, that was, yes, Black, no, it was Pitch Black, thank you. Pitch Black, whatever. Wow, yeah, dude, no, dude, this is the thing I would chug with my buddy evan when i was like wow this is bringing back so many memories Shouts out I did- evan 
Yeah, like I, a guy I haven't talked to in like 20 years, but like, yeah, I would just drink Mountain Dew Pitch Black and play House of the Dead 2 with like those gross like green Xbox controllers. You remember that those? Rules. That was such a good time. He had like he had like cases of this stuff and we would just chug it like we didn't know what sugar was. Um, <laughs> God, I miss that. Hey, do you remember when we were young enough that we could drink a case of soda between two people and it wouldn't make our bodies turn to rust? Um, I don't want to, I don't want to entertain this thought because the moment I start entertaining this, then all of the other, like, I'm going to be old shit starts coming out. And I'm like, bro, I just, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to enjoy being 25 and not like f- feel like I'm actually 60. <laughs> You know what makes me feel like I'm 60 is the fact that nowadays when I look at it like a standard 24-ounce bottle of soda, I do think that that is a lot of soda. And very rarely am I able to finish a bottle of Pepsi purchased from the Safeway checkout line. Yeah, I, I, I will say now that I'm getting older, I'm also falling into that of like even like the standard like like single serving ones. I'm at that point where it's like I get halfway yeah, through it and I'm like, little standard me, bottles of soda are yeah, just so much. Let me just kind of like maybe I'll just drink half and then I'll put the rest away. <laughs> and I'm like, and I just like, I mean, but to be fair, to be fair, we're talking about soda here, Mountain Dew, which is like I think like the highest sugar content of any soda out there. So the fact that we can drink half of it might be a feat. Like you and I might be superhuman. <laughs> you and I might be like you and I might be like okay. have superpowers or some shit. Let's uh, get back to our video game somehow. Circle yes. K Star Wars, the Purple yeah. Thunder Mountain Dew is involved somehow now because I'm attached to it emotionally. <laughs> and oh it and is we... clerks. It is Star Wars clerks. Do we make one of the characters a Chewbacca so that nobody understands what the fuck he's saying? Yes. And we have to guess every time we respond back to him and we're greeted every time. Every time you interact with Chewbacca, it's not Chewbacca, it's a different Chewy. I don't know the racist names. <laughs> and you know what? Hey, listener, if you do, yeah, of course you do. <laughs> Chewbacca race. Uh, race. Whatever, uh, the giant Muppets. Wookiee. The giant Muppets. It's Wookiee, dude. Um, okay. So one of the you know, characters, one of our two protagonists is a Wookiee. You, we do not give subtitles for him. You will respond to him just by guessing. And every time you say any line to him, it will prompt whatever his name is will remember this. Can I can I give you a prompt? That would be so fucking funny. Absolutely. So you're the new hire at this Space Circle K, which is on an asteroid three parsecs away from the nearest like major civilization so it's like a nowhere beat town just like the 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 circle k and clerks you're the new hire but the two people working there are a wookie and an ewok i will remind you ewoks do not speak languages as either they just make noises so you are doing a telltale game that you can't understand anything that is going on in the plot so you kind of just need to commune. You need to guess what the plot is. Lumperu? Oh, that's very Lumper, good. Also so known as you'll notice I Lumpy. just sent you a, a, a wiki article to a character that? named Lumperu. Now, Blake, as I was mentioning previously, one of my least favorite things about the Star Wars franchise is that it cannot exist for any amount of time without being like, hey, guys, you remember Star Wars, the original trilogy? Uh-huh. Um, and we will be doing that, of course, with our characters because one of our main two main characters will, of course, be Lumpy. 
Chewbacca's biological son. Whoa. Lumper. I, 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 side note, Lumper. Here, here. Okay, here's the family His tree. His full name of is Lumpawaru. He is Lumpawaru. known as Waru or Lumpy. Yeah, but here's here's my favorite factoid about Lumpawaru. Lumpawaru was the son of Chewbacca. Notice how complicated and weird, not weird, but how complicated Lumpawaru and Chewbacca was. What do you think the wife, what the mother's name would be? Malotabak. I'm Ma- looking at the same oh, wiki I thought, article oh, as you. Oh, I thought it was like, oh, the wiki I'm looking at, it just says Mala. And I'm like, wow, what a what a just simple name compared to everything else. But yeah, Malotobuk. Uh, wow, that's a fun name. Okay, so you want to do Lumpuwaru, who's like a deadbeat. Their please, father please, was please. Lump- Lumpy. Lumpy. Okay, so you want to play Lumpy. And it's some like just deadbeat, like their father was just this spacefaring adventurer rebel, and here they yeah, are and he's just being just like, a guy I working just, the Circle K, <laughs> just the guy working the Circle K. <laughs> That's just what he graduated to. He never left his small town asteroid. Never left his small town. His dad was a military man. Yeah, he didn't go. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> Wow. So wait, is did this happen after the events of like? Of course, this will be after the events of Order seventy six. Order sixty six, my friend. I'm not a Star Wars fan. Also, I think it's way way past that because I think that if Lumpy exists, then we're well past the original trilogy and the trilogy we grew up on i think it's before the no dude this is the age of the empire no yeah during the age of the empire all right we're gonna be lumpy during the age of the empire i love this oh my god he was oh this is this this is okay so I mean, I, I'm reading his story, and it, like, it talks about how he was, like, sh- like fucking enslaved and there's had inhibitor no way there's chips. Actual, there's yeah. no way there's real lore for Lumpy. As a child, Lumpy's mother was taken from him, and he was separated from his father. Waru I do and not other remember Wookie this in children. the Christmas special. <laughs> other cho- oh, my God. Waru and other Wookiee children were forced to work as slave laborers at an imperial child labor camp on the slopes yeah, of we're- we're, re- we're retconning that. We're retconning that. We're retconning that. He works it. at a Circle K, and he works there with his good friend, um, <laughs> Florm. Oh my the- God, Lump! No, dude, Lump Waru appeared in the holiday special. Yeah, oh, that's where he my came. God. Hey, no, 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 he didn't appear in the holiday special. I'm. Th- I think that's his point of origin. I think that's is the first it? Piece of media oh he was in. my God, I. You're totally right. And then he was also in like. In books, like, dude, this guy's got, this guy's got. Wait, the Lego Star Wars spe- holiday special, non-canon. Exp- what fucking lore hole did I just jump into? Lumpy. What is happening? There's a star. There's a Lego Star Wars special, AJ. What the fuck? I'm just shocked that Lumpy's there. <laughs> he, Good for yeah, Lumpy. he briefly, I guess, was inspired by the 1978 spe. I what? think it's messed up that the Lego what? Star Wars Holiday Special is a non-canon film, but that's fine. Whatever. I don't make the rules. Someone here at the Wiktionary so does. Fucking bizarre. Okay, okay. Let's come back to our Telltale film. So you are the should new we hire. Should put a pin in this? I don't know what oh the my game God. actually we, is we other totally than being should. clerks. We totally should. Okay. <laughs> Caleb, you. I'm not going to read this submission, but I hope you're ashamed of yourself. This is too smutty for this podcast. I'm going to do another one of yours. Caleb Martin, Taylor's version, at Is This Is Theus, football heist. Can we do football 
as if it was a heist film. And I'm trying to think, could you do a thing where you have to pull off a heist, but all you have are the aggressive, violent, and just downright not stealthy moves that are in football? So you have your offensive team, you have your defensive team. I was imagining a heist on the field. You were imagining taking our quarterback and our linebacker and our special teams and taking our 21-man team into a bank robbery. Who's the most unsuccessful, like, football team of all time, do you think? How would I know? I don't follow sports. uh, Least successful. This is important. Worst professional no football team. Yeah, go ahead and look up NBA. See what team. happens, Chucklefuck. <laughs> That's what it auto put. What is the least successful? Uh, is it? Oh no, I'm not talking about European football. I mean American. I football. got the ten worst teams in NFL history. There um, we go. There we go. That's what we're looking for. The Cardinals we have, have the 1986 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's pretty bad. Okay, so 2017 the... Cleveland Browns. It's very kind that they're breaking it up by years. Okay. That way, like no one's ha- no state has to take the blame. Here the it is. Here it is. I have it. For Washington Redskins is pretty bad. Also, they have a bad name that needs to be changed. The 1966 New York Giants. Yeah, if you here, have something, here, here, go ahead here, here. And I got it. 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 I went to the wiki. The Cardinals have recorded the most losses, 780. And the Buccaneers hold the lowest winning percentage. That doesn't matter. I don't care about percentages. I care about solid losses. So Cardinals. Solid losses. So the Cardinals are down on their luck. They lost all of their funding. But you know what? And the they only have one to... option. They got to rob the a casino. No, they're going to rob the Pope. <laughs> they're the Cardinals. Isn't that the what the little assistants of the Pope are called? Oh, my God. You're right. The Cardinals got to rob the Cardinals. <laughs> They're taking a European trip, and during this European trip, they got to rob the Vatican. But they're football players. They don't know how to be robbers. So can we do some sort of stealth game that is all based around football mechanics and just how not stealthy all of those mechanics are? So is this are? a tactics game? Is this a heist-based tactics game? Are you? Do you mean like turn-based tactics? Like this is like... I mean turn-based tactics. I mean this is XCOM, but you only have football <laughs> players and you have to take out people of the Pope as you move room from room yes. as stealthy as possible yes. in a tactics game. Yeah, but you can only use like football moves like uh, yes. hustle and... Uh, Huddle and hike. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, you're doing and, great. Huddles oh, oh, and hikes. oh, oh! I know the other yeah, one. And can a sack. you tell me? Can you tell me what the differences are between a hustle and a huddle and a hike? Uh, hike is when the move begins. A hustle uh-huh. means you need to move faster. And a uh-huh. hike. Uh, no, wait. A huddle is when they all get together and compliment one another on how good their outfits are that day before they get yes. all dirty from the game. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> Very good. Now, what I love about this is we can also have our special teams in there, right? Like, you're going to be able to have a football kicker come in there, and he'll be like a special unit with his own special team lineup. And that, okay. like, we'll be able to kick a ball. And if you have, like, a very accurate kicker, you're going to be able to go ahead and, bink, blast somebody's noggin with it and knock somebody unconscious. Uh-huh, but if you have uh-huh. a power kicker, then maybe you just, like, kick it really hard and really noisy and make a big, loud commotion and the other bad cardinals will go look at it and so find it attracts, out what's up. yeah it attracts more enemies so like let's think of mm-hmm, like what's the mm-hmm. gameplay loop here you have your five people or how many people are on like a line on the Not, field on a football team i want to well, say like, 12 let me fact check that no i thought it was like fucking 20 people i thought it was a lot of people it's like because i think teams are like 40 field, people right 
football. Like 20 offensive? 11 no. players. You have 11 players on the field at a time. It is okay, rare that so a player we... will play on both offense and defense. Blah, 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 blah. You Whoa, have 11 really? people at a time. There's people specifically for defense? That's kind of Yeah, because fun. they're different positions, and they'll have, like, all sorts of different, like, runs and lines that they're supposed to be memorizing. Okay. And especially at, like, the pro-level play, like, their defense needs to be, like, thinking about, like, what the opposite team likes to be doing more often. Uh-huh. So, how about this? I have the gameplay loop You here. have a squad of uh-huh. 33 team characters, 11 mm-hmm. offense, 11 defense, 11 for your special teams. Well, what? A, no, no, no. Here's here's what I'm thinking. I don't think I want to go that complicated with it. What I'm thinking is, and I actually would play the shit out of this game. So every level starts with you on one side of the map, just like any tactics game. And the uh-huh. goal is, is you need to get to the other side of the map through enemies. This is your offensive team. And the 11 people or the five people that you have on your team all have these different stats. It is 11. It is a full stack of 11 okay. characters. I'm not budging on this. So your 11 characters get, uh, you know, you have to figure out the tactics of, like, getting them across the the field, quote-unquote, and get to the artifact that they are stealing inside of the Vatican. The moment they get that artifact, it switches out, like, all of your guys teleport and swap out with a defensive team that has its own, like, um... Uh, its own like stats and abilities that are all about defending the person that has the artifact that has the artifact yes 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 so you have to like Can break I make in and one then break small out. change to this yes go ahead go ahead you do not make selections on movement one by one per each character you have, you have to, to have developed plays. and created your playbook before you go into the level. Yeah, And then you go into the level, and the characters will do as close to that playbook as possible when you make those calls. So it's all about testing so you'll have a You might have a playbook that specifically is like a left left wing right wing right wing split where like uh-huh. your team breaks up into two wide teams each direction going a left and a right uh-huh. and you can just give that call and the players will do that and you have to hope that that's going to work on this level it may not one of your players may get caught out i haven't decided what happens when that happens yet uh but you're I feel only like... allowed to give calls for the full team not for any one player individually i f- yes i feel like doing it play by play and just watching like you have oh here you go you have four downs to successfully do each phase so you have <laughs> you have you have four attempts to get your players to the artifact and it's like you do the first play your characters end up like it, maybe there's a grid they can only move five like grids uh, or five movements or whatever. And that's uh-huh. when the Cardinals will block you and you need to come up with a new play during the second down. And then this go goes on and on and on. You need to get that artifact before fourth down and then it'll switch over to defensive. If you don't get it to the fourth down, guess what? You don't get the artifact, you lost the level. So it's just like that really quick gameplay that's all about testing out formulas. Um, but I'm thinking what might be kind of cool is... What if players are removed? That way you can't do your formulas. 
So it's like yes, the cardinals. This works because then when you're go when you're on the second half and you have the object and you want to do a big long pass, uh oh, you've lost number thirteen. You're not going to be able to throw to him now. You need to remember that in your playbook because if you don't remember that thirteen's down and it won't be there for that play, your carry will still throw the fuck out of the little piece of Jesus yes, Christ. Yes, yes, yes. I think a good a comparable game to this is kind of like Blood Bowl from Warhammer. I feel like we've both played that to some degree i've never played blood bowl i looked at it every day i went to the blockbuster and i wanted to play it but it was rated m for mature and so Yo, i was bro, not allowed to rent it from the blockbuster. new new edition is dropping uh for video game that or you can get into the miniatures game with me no i'll wait for Fuck a video game shit. man i almost got nice you. try one of, one of these days <laughs> i'll get one of these days i'll get you into something i just got to do something that has mechs and anime girls and then i got you i fucking got you um <laughs> yeah when's the anime girl warhammer uh, and don't tell me it already exists i mean it kind of already exists the sisters of battle have been it. kind of like anime no they're not anime it's just they haven't been treated the best warhammer female representation has not been the best my friend oh good they got titty armor i was they got worried titty armor yes that's exactly here what i was, I was getting worried at. that the war here i was worried that we i was going to look up warhammer sisters of battle and i wouldn't be able to crank my hog by looking at their tibbies but oh, good God. news you know okay i gotta go on a small tangent because no I've been we don't know no, no no i i want to air some grievances this is the one platform i have and i'm gonna air some fucking grievances warhammer <laughs> you literally have a youtube channel dedicated to warhammer no bullshit no 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 i don't start drama there i feel comfortable starting drama here <laughs> 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 there is a certain YouTube channel out there. I'm not going to say their dumb fucking name, but they all, you know what they do for their Patreon is if you subscribe to your, their Patreon, you just get porn drawings of like these, the sisters of battle. Their channel has nothing to do with the sisters of battle. They're just like, I'm going to draw porn of these women. And I'm like, you're, I don't know. There's something just, just that everyone with like a side hustle, man. Yeah, he also dude. and he also uses the R word still, and I'm like, I fucking that hate this sucks. guy. Never I mind. This guy. I'm no longer. <laughs> you know suck. what? I'm no longer going <laughs> to bat for them. This guy sucks. This guy's a piece of shit, and I fucking hate him. God, I hate that shit. Strong right. words. We'll double check if you're comfortable with all of that in the edit. Blake, no, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm conscious. I'm totally fine with that being in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally fuck that guy. I, I stand by what I said. He's a piece of shit. Um. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you want to give another game? No, I want... Wait, whose turn is it? Is it my turn? It's your turn. I gave the football game, good sir. This comes from Dr. Peener on Twitter. Dr. Peener. You are a witch hunter from 1692 Salem, Massachusetts, who was hexed by a witch to be transported to the modern day. Now you are going to finish the job in the 21st century with your limited 17th century knowledge. I want to do this for two video game for two very important reasons. What's that? One. Have you, you seen like... the TV show for the Headless Horseman? I don't know if that was the name for it. It was a TV show. You mean it was Sleepy a... Hollow. <laughs> it was maybe Sleepy Hollow, <laughs> but it was the... like a procedural crime show. But when oh. they introduced it, the gimmick was that the main character was from the ancient witch trial times. Oh. I don't know how many jokes they made about him being sexist and hating women and witches, <laughs> but I do remember one very good bit wherein somebody gave him a gun, and it was like a full-on gun, gun, like a pistol. And he, and he like hit shots. somebody with it, right? 
He <laughs> shot one bullet and was like, I guess I'm out of bullets. And then started, he threw the gun at somebody after that. <laughs> and I thought that was incredible. Okay, that is pretty funny. And I, I think like it would that. be very cool and fun to do a video game that is entirely with logic like this. Uh-huh. Now, what sort of logic can we drag from ni- from 1692 that would be fun to play with? Specifically, only the fun uh, things, because a lot has changed since then. Uh, I mean, brother. One, guns only having one shot. That's very funny. Uh-huh. Um, the idea that like he would lose his mind about the concept of a group of friends going out skinny dipping is a very funny idea because he would think that it's absolute witch magic stuff and we would think that it's just normal college antics. I don't know. Like it I don't know how I feel about it cuz I'm thinking it's gonna is it it's a hard that's a hard one cuz I don't necessarily know how to make it fun other than just somebody being like what is this witchcraft? And uh, when they're looking at a phone and I'm like, uh, <laughs> you know, would it be more fun if we proposed the idea that an energy drink absolutely turbocharged this man? There you go. That's the outrageous shit I want. All right. All right. Uh, you got me. So it's I just, think there's a lot of ways that life would be improved significantly for someone from 1692 and ways that if we they don't got really introduced think about to a, it. If they got introduced to a Twitch streamer and they just like their life changed forever. I, I, someone from the Salem witch trials would have no idea what to do about a Twitch streamer. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait, you talk to people in the computer? Is that, is that witchcraft? Like, no, they just watch me like play video games. What's video games? They just watch me play video games. What's video game? Now this is getting a little bit boring. So again, (laughs) how do we turbocharge it? I like the idea of an energy drink making time slow down for them. Is Mm -hmm. it possible that digging through the internet would be even more powerful for somebody from 1692 because they wouldn't be bogged down and distracted like all of us are? For example, I sat down to look at Circle K and I got distracted by a new Mountain Dew flavor. But if the dude from 1692 sat down with the Circle K website, he would probably be able to look at all of this and recite it all from memory because they had good brains back then that read. And I haven't picked up a book in six months. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I've discovered that I have difficulty reading out loud sometimes because I don't read. Oh, I I, I have difficulty with that because I, I got shunned as a kid for reading out loud. <laughs> so I have I have these horrible associations. Um, <laughs> but somebody from 1692, I bet you he would they read out loud it. like a god king. You're right. You're right. As a god king. <laughs> I'm try- I just don't know what the game is here. It's like, is it just... That, I mean, is we it could just, just a make a game? bad detective game, right? Like, what was that one bad detective game where you were a ghost solving your own murder? Uh, fucking, uh, di- rem- I was going to say Remember Me, but that's not it. It's a... Uh... I know which one you're talking about. No, remember the, me was a bad action adventure game where hey, you were that playing a game detective. Was, that game was super good. Um, uh, it's better than me? Enslaved. I'll give you that. Uh, enslaved? You're, what are you talking about? Enslaved was fun. It was just repetitive. Enslaved looked great. <laughs> and that's all you'll say on the topic. That's oh, all God. I'll say on that. Murdered Soul Suspect is the name. It just, ah, came, thank you. just came to my brain. Yeah, I wanted that game to be so good, but it wasn't. It so just we could just do a good. bad detective game. Okay, so is it... Would it be... Hmm, okay, let me give you this. Let me give you this. I want to all put right. some Hit stank me. on this game. We I have, appreciate the dedication. We have this character... That mm-hmm. is teleported from the Salem witch trial era, like um, colonial era, era 
Um, let me hit you with this. No, 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 no. Let me let me finish this thought because I think I do think this is a good one, and I think this will add so, a level of interest okay. to what we have. We are going to do um, this. We're going to take a, a page from Assassin's Creed. We are going to have two people from two different time periods that are both detectives swap places. And that are uh, we're gonna have we're gonna each chapter is them solving the same case f- that went through time, basically. So like there's a murder that happened in the Salem times that the guy from the future got teleported in the past is trying to solve, while the guy in the present is trying to solve what happened from the time he left. They have to use all of the, the, it's like they're both fish out of water. The detective has all those fancy tools in the modern yes. times. Guess what? He doesn't have them. The guy who's from the past has all these fancy tools, but doesn't understand them. So they're okay. both trying to solve like, you know, like I, I, the best example I have of this is remember in Inuasha where like they played with that same kind of concept where something that happened in Inuasha's time period, like, Got, like a, a little monster from his time period grew up to be super powerful in the modern Japan Japan era. And I like, didn't know that they ever fought a monster during the modern time. Yes, in yeah, that's when that's when fucking uh, Inuyasha had to wear that funny like baseball cap, but he was still wearing his kimono, and it was just I remember super him funny. wearing the silly hat just because he was a weird, overprotective dog boyfriend. <laughs> it was it, it and but that's so cool. Like they played with like stories told over millennia, and I think we can play a really cool story like that. If there's this case that affects both of them. Um, and they're trying to solve what happened. And like maybe okay. there's this really cool twist of the guy who gets teleported into the past gets fucking murdered. And now it, we, we, oh no, no, early Can in the I game. Yeah, go ahead. This idea. Yes. Um, what if the guy that came back in time is trying to find witches and create witches? And he's on a little witch hunt, but he can't find any. So he's like trying to lure witch traps in. No, I think hmm. they. I no, think you want to detect. Okay. A detective needs a core case. It's not like solving a bunch of things. I think the reason detective games work is because they're trying to solve a very specific thing. That's why Criminal Minds, the video game, worked. That's why uh, any mystery thing. It's like there's some core narrative that entices you. Now, how do um, we add some stink to this combination? How do we get? Uh, how do we get turn this into a game that shouldn't be made? Because you're right, time traveling duo detectives that have swapped places and are now trying to solve similar crimes is a very <laughs> cool concept. How do we make it here's, bad? Here's my here's my stink. Here's my stink. We swap the tutorials where it's like when you're in a uh, present day. You're getting all with our old uh, with our guy that was been teleported from the the past. Yes, like our, our, you get so all the of the tutorials for the all other of guy. The things bad too. Yes, I so, love this. So like yes, so uh, you'll have to remember those tutorials because they do not operate the same way. The tools they have access to are not the same. So the tutorials you're being shown on screen are actual garbage, but you have to listen to them because you're going to need to use them for the other character or remember them for the other character. So there's this whole jumble of like information and <laughs> you know what would be, like super- be super fun too is what if you uh, one of them operates inverted. So like the guy who operates in the present is like uh has normal like keyboard layout while the guy who's oh, operating we just in the make past the controls worse for them. Yeah, yes, yeah, I like yes. this as well. 
that yes so it's like it's not necessarily that the gameplay is or the story is just that stanky. the camera is inverted when you get to the other character yes things exactly. are just opposite the select things are button opposite. becomes the deselect button mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just like it it just becomes like this weird because thing of having to remember how to play coin. This is kind of yes. like the early like the early Assassin's Creed games before Desmond got like all the cool assassination mind bleed stuff. Like he was just a fucking guy in the first game. And in the second game he was still kind of just a guy that maybe knew a little bit about knife play, but that's about it. He didn't know all the sweet parkoury stuff that his ancestors did. Um, but then, like, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood came around, and he's like, I got this sweet backpack and a hoodie, and I can free run on ruins now. Um, and then he was given a fun little play space for you to run around and jump around and have fun with. And, and then, then they removed you... him from the franchise. Yeah, shame. It's a real shame. Okay, so we need to decide on we our We should nug. pick a nugget. I think... I think it's Clerk's Telltale Game with Lumpy. <laughs> yeah, it does have the most stank out of all of our games, but it is also the most undeveloped. I think the concept is good. I just we just don't have a. We need game. to find out what that story is, right? Yeah. Like we understand that Lumpy is working as a clerk for at Circle K. Actually, we you know understand what? that. What can I pitch you on something? I yeah. I I want to make a game that we've never made before. You and I okay. have always tried to put narratives and game mechanics and actual like story arcs to our games. But you and mm-hmm. I have never made a game that is all about existing in a space. What if we just did this? Are you proposing that this is the world's first telltale simulator? Yes, where it's just a game about, like, there's no grand narrative. There's no big thing to be, like, discovered. It's just you are a clerk that people come in and you just need to be you be a clerk in the Star Wars universe. It's a real NPC vibe because, like, you'll be giving yes. telltale answers to everybody's questions that come in, but they will be the same responses every single time. Yes. It'll be, have a good day. The milk is over in this aisle. Yes, yes. you can have Mountain Dew Purple and then, Thunder. And then you got to Or no, you can't have then Purple you Thunder. Like, then there's nothing exciting about this game. But here's the thing about the Star the Wars. The decisions will be fucking... things like, do you ask Lumpy to do that? And, again, every time Lumpy will remember. There, there will be no payoff to this. Yeah, there'll Lumpy be no just payoff. Remembers yes, every single time you nothing. ask him to <laughs> refill the Mountain Dew. And here's the thing about Star Wars fans: they're fucking ravenous, and they will pawn over anything that allows them to exist in the Star Wars universe, even if it's just like the most uh, uh, just basic bullshit job. They'll do it. I, 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 are you feeling this with me? Where it's just, a, it's I'm not a, it's a game this. about that isn't a it. game. It's all it, of the telltale masterwork of found narrative and dialogue writing. But we'll get no some payoff. heavy actors to do all of the voice work, and there will be absolutely no payoff to this narrative. No fucking payoff. It will have all of the janky animations that we expect from Telltale. It will be. A, a magnificent experience. This is truly the simulation of working at a Circle K. Yes, 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 yes. Two In things space. we hate put into a thing that a game style that I also hate. Cut it, print Blake it. Ray, that's it. What do we what do call we... this video game? Uh, it, I feel it like can't it would just be Circle K or Telltale Circle K, can it? Uh, no, I feel like to be ironic, we should name it something like super, like big and awesome it's like circle k star wars adventure you know something that like it it betrays what's actually the content Mm. you know 
Um, okay, so let's look at let's look at uh, recent Star Wars things. They've been kind of going for one syllable, two syllable things. We have Mandalorian. We have what is Chewbacca's family name by chance? Uh, I don't know. I don't think they have one. Um, fictional humanoids. Uh, language is surely Wook. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I butchered that. Uh, uh, because here's my thought is like you know how like we again we cannot escape the shackles that come with the Star Wars franchise and the bloodlines that are tied to it mm -hmm. and like we had the whole like Rise of Skywalker Fall of Skywalker Return right. of Skywalker trilogy uh -huh. so like what is there any way that we can fit Chewbacca's name in here and make it look like this is the Chewbacca standalone story oh but it's not but it's absolutely is... not <laughs> Yeah, because that's his lumpies. like. Yeah, because Chewbacca's family is like the name of, every yeah is like the name of the members of his yeah Wookie family. Uh, okay, hold on. There has to be something here. So, Rise of Skywalker. Um. Uh, oh God. Cut all this out. Cut all this out. I want to nail this. This is good. Wait, hold on. Can I? Can I? <laughs> yeah, I feel you laughing. What's up? He's so <laughs> Chewbacca. Oh, I got it. I have no. it. I have it. I have it. Okay, you I, hit let me, me give... with what you're laughing about. And yeah, then let I'll me give. give it let to me you. give you this, and then you're gonna knock it out of the park. So Chewbacca's families, uh, their home planet is called Kashyyyk. And okay, that, hold on. You is, and I might be thinking about the same joke. That's spelled with a K, and I think we should call it Circle Kashyyyk. And it's just like a real deep, okay. a fucking deep cut that will not I... be SEO'd at all. Nobody will understand what the fuck we're talking about until they listen to the episode. Okay, here was going to be my pitch, and that was going to be Telltale Star Wars Kashyyyk or Credit. <laughs> I think Kashyyyk... <laughs> I think you should just call it Star Wars Kashyyyker Credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You hit it out of the park, dude. Oh, fuck. That's amazing. That's a video game. That's a fucking <laughs> video game. Dude, Kashyyyker Credit. I am so excited to make the art for that. That's fucking great. All right, everybody. Let's go to Patch Notes. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Patch Notes. I know what you're thinking. Boy, I want to know more invasive things about Blake and AJ. <laughs> would you like to know about which Pokemon we would let smash our guts out? <laughs> Wait, I thought would you, you said like specifically know, this is like Would you like, like to know about it's what Pokemon like... <laughs> make us weak in the knees and make us dizzy in the head? Do you want to know what Pokemon we would let show us God? Sexually? <laughs> This is that, that's not the direction I thought you were gonna go. I this just, is exactly the direction okay. that you asked me for in our little <laughs> post meeting before I did patch notes. So what, anyway, just, if you go just, to our YouTube channel, you'll find a video where it's a smasher pass list of me and Blake talking about all the Pokemon that we would let raw dog us. <laughs> there's also other like less violent. I mean. There's also less, like, gross shit like us playing the newlywed game and doing some other, like, Let's Plays. We're actually just about to jump into a session of Undertale. Come check us out on YouTube.com slash Spiritual Suck.
Sesser podcast. We don't have spiritual suck for YouTube, but that's oh, okay. Shit. Okay. All right. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> As always, our intro and outro is Cheap Shop by Anna Monaguchi, an excellent band from an excellent song from an excellent game. I wanged that one up. I have been one of your hosts, AJ Hart. And I have been your other host, Blake Rea. This has been Spiritual Successor, and these are cool games that should not be made.